Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Welcome back to Homeschool Together podcast. Ariel, did you know there's a pandemic on? I had heard. There's something happening out in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I mean, there's something happening outside our house. I don't know. I haven't left in seven months. So Seven seven months. I think it's been about eight months for me. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Well, today we're going to be talking about homeschooling in the times of COVID. Talking about a lot of ideas, um, ways to improve your life, your mental health, the mental health of your family, working together within this pandemic environment, how you're working from home, you know, how, how you're being, feeling like you're isolated in your house. Today we're going to talk about some cool little tips and tricks on how to improve, hopefully, your day-to-day lives with your kids and your homeschooling. So we just want to thank everyone that's connected with us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, and left us iTunes reviews. We really appreciate everybody. If you want to connect with us, please check the show notes. We love hearing from you, and and we love uh, engaging and getting your recommendations as well. We'd love to hear your tips um, and tricks that you've used during the pandemic. So Ariel, the first thing that I think a lot of people are realizing is that we're going through this kind of groundhog day. Every day is the same. What day is it? I don't know what day it is. Is this even the weekend? I find myself wondering like where months go by. Yeah, I feel like that too. I mean, I feel like it's been kind of like what the seven stages of grief or something, this whole thing, (laughs) right? I mean, at first, as some of you have heard on the podcast, I work full-time and Matthew's a stay-at-home parent and I'm working full-time remote right now. So I'm totally screwing up his quan. Uh, and when this first started, it was like, all right, cool. We're home together for a bit. And, you know, I, I obviously don't like the reason that we're a home together, but I do cherish the time that we as a family are home together. This is really great. Well, yeah, you're home. I You come out and you take a break and you get the kids. I don't I don't have to be on for like nine straight hours. Yeah. You know, I just saw a meme come across of Rocky, you know, at the end of the fight in the first Rocky, you know, you know, when your when your spouse comes home at the end of the day, I did it, I made it, you know. <laughs> I, I haven't had to actually do that for the last eight months. It's been kind of nice. You know, it was weird when I was first home because you kept being, I would like walk out of the room and you'd be like, oh, you're upsetting the whole, the whole balance of everything. Right. <laughs> and then, and then we all kind of, we kind of settled in. It was like, okay, this is what our new normal is. We created our new normal. We, we were good with that. Well, you've got the fishbowl here in the office. Right. The glass, there, we have glass doors on our office so the baby can smack the doors, can look at me constantly and, and have a problem with the fact that I'm not holding her. So that's been a little bit challenging, but kind of got used to it. And then it started to wear on us. And then we got to be summer. It was like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's not raining. Yay. Then it started to wear <laughs> again. And I just yeah. feel like we're, I don't know. I, I feel like it could be March. It could be September. I don't really know. What month is it? What day is it? Where am I? I it feels just like the song that never ends. Yeah, true. I, I, it will I, go on and on, my friend. <laughs> so they started singing it. They didn't know what it was. I don't know. And now they're still singing it forever, just because it's a song that never ends. 
<laughs> so what is what you know what are some tricks that people can do to get over the fact that you know every day feels the same what can they do to kind of liven up their day-to-day yeah so i just wanted to talk with folks about what we've done yeah. we have really embraced the seasons and so that would be our recommendation to you is embrace what is going on outside of your house because uh, outside yeah well the inside kind of never changes but that's another t- tip we have too so embrace the seasons you know go on your nature walks if you can walk around your neighborhood that's what we've been doing with our kids and when we walk we're taking a specific focus on how the landscape's changing every day that goes by what's the weather like today is it raining or is it sunny when the leaves started to turn colors now they've started to fall we're we're really having those discussions with them and it makes it feel like okay time is actually passing yeah, right. <laughs> whereas in our house things stay the same and and so what we've also done with that is we're embracing the seasons inside. So trying to decorate the house seasonally. So that means that, you know, the girls are drawing, our older daughter and you have been doing some great drawings in uh, with construction paper and things. So we can hang up leaves, we can hang up bats for Halloween or, you know, even if it's homemade decor. It's just, it's something to tell us. Our daughter made a a banner the other day for Mm -hmm. her birthday, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And we just made a a banner with her name on it and hung it up, even though it's, it's not for a few more weeks, just, just to feel like something inside is changing. Uh, We've also gotten into all of the, the seasonal um, recipes and things. So, you know, it's apple harvest season here in Washington. So we've been just doing all things apple. We made applesauce one day. Yeah. Pulled off apples from our tree. That's typically what we do. Yeah. yeah, we process them with our daughter. That was really fun. So trying to kind of live seasonally, more seasonally than we normally would have. Yeah, in and our I know for, lives. for a lot of North American listeners, uh, you know, leaf season is coming. I'll be pulling a lot of leaves. So th- right, you know, already here. Trees are already starting to change their colors. You know, that type of great stuff. We also go on a lot of walks. Um, we're fortunate here to have a nice little... A little path that kind of walks down the sidewalk and then gets into kind of a frisbee disc golf course. Yeah. We're very fortunate about that. But we end up going on the walk and we can go down some back streets that are real quiet, doesn't have a lot of traffic. But it's a great way for us to get outside. Mm -hmm. You know, we go out at lunchtime, get that vitamin D that everybody needs. Yeah, you and the kids go on some exploratory walks, which is really nice. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So and then we got we have two little parks that we can walk to. They're about a mile away both directions so we can go up the hill or down down through the park to get to you know a nice little play area and it's a good excuse to get out it's a good excuse to get some fresh air you know we like to go together and use it as a time to kind of reconnect mm-hmm. kind of talk about what our day's about talk about what we're going to be talking on the podcast you know <laughs> yeah. things of that nature yeah yeah while our daughter's riding her bike ahead of us we, we and the baby's on my back we get a chance to talk which is really great so we've also embraced seasonal crafts. So we talked in a previous podcast about crafts from Michaels and how you can buy those seasonally. So even if you're not big into every little minute holiday that comes up, really celebrate all of those because it helps you to notice the changing of the of the season. Additionally, I would say as we do move into the holidays, families, you all have your traditions. And a lot of those traditions involve going someplace mm-hmm. uh, that you may or may not be able to go this year. So what we would recommend is find a way to make a new tradition in the spirit of that one. So if you used to go with your family to a cider mill every year, that was that's the highlight of, of your fall time together. Maybe make cider at home. 
mm-hmm. right? Find it, find another way. Maybe watch some videos about how cider is made. Make some, make some fun crafts. Try to, try to find a way to get that spirit. If you always trick or treat or trunk or treat, and you can't do that this year, I've seen some great ideas online about having indoor scavenger hunts for candy and try to make a new tradition or or a tradition that's reminiscent of what you would do outside the house. Don't don't abandon the traditions altogether because you can't go. Uh, because I think it's it's healthy for all of us to get to do those things that are semi-familiar and hey, maybe the twist that you put on it this year, you really enjoy it and you end up adopting permanently. We've been doing all kinds of fun things and and some of them I'm like, huh, I I would do this again. This was this was pretty cool. So Yeah, just embracing kind of gets the kids excited about something. Yeah, cuz it, it's you know it's monotonous for them too, right? It's oh yeah. it is the same thing every day for them too. They also can't go play with their friends or, you know, go to their clubs and activities and things that they used to do. So, if we can do things like that, we tend to get our daughter special drawing books for every season, so it's like 101 how to draw 101 monsters. So that's what we got her for Halloween. We'll have 101 Christmas coming up. Mm-hmm. We had 101 animals for summer. So, we try to kind of do things that make it different. I just did a big book order and I got a bunch of Halloween books in and I just did a, another order came in the other day. I have Thanksgiving books coming and Christmas books coming. Something new that I can bring out and be like, hey, look, time is passing and it's this new season and we I mean, can enjoy made, all this. You made a beautiful wreath for Halloween wreath for our door. Right. Yeah. We're just trying to, I'm not very crafty, honestly, but I'm trying to embrace something uh, about crafts because it is it's hands-on it's no screens it's time with my kid it doesn't really matter what it looks like in the end although that wreath turned out awesome. that wreath turned out really good but <laughs> you, should, you should put it on instagram it, it was a really cool wreath uh, made from the dollar store by the way um but you know it doesn't matter how the crafts turn out what what matters is that is that you're embracing doing them with your kids and you're decorating your house with things that remind you that the time is going on so you don't feel like you're living in the time capsule what about dinner in a movie? You know, uh, one of oh, the I love great dinner th- movie. This was like a TBS thing, wasn't it? Remember, wasn't it? It was Paul and yeah. Annabelle on TBS. This is I'm talking Wait, about no, like was it, the 1990s. It, wasn't it Dean Kane? No, no, no. It was Paul and Annabelle. It was, was Paul like and this Annabelle. goofy guy and this other gal. Oh, that's right. They were just hosts on TBS, wasn't it? Like, yes. I want to say late 90s, early 2000s. Somebody out there is going to remember this. We're dinner not the only movie, ones, yeah. right? We're not. They would that make old. them. They would make a dinner and they'd have the movie. Right. right. They'd make a dinner and then they would have. They would. They would, they would, well, they'd pick a movie and they would make a dinner that somehow was reminiscent of the movie. And so actually we started this when we first moved in together Yeah. and we would pick uh, some movie. Like, I think, I think like our first one was like Godfather and we made a bunch of Italian classic food, yeah. Italian American food or something to go with it. Right. And so it was just something that was more fun and we got out of the habit of it and we've recently revived it and it's it's awfully fun so you choose a movie that you want to watch as a family and then find all the ways that you can accent around that so not just dinner maybe find a couple recipes you know to make a meal that would be reminiscent Mm -hmm. but also see if you can look up maybe the location that the movie was made or where it was based where the movie is based in learn about the history of the location or um, learn about the true story behind the movie if you're watching something that had a true story that kind of thing yeah folding that into the normal education the normal homeschooling of the kids i think is a great way that we've done this with the princess studies yeah, pulling in gone on over really well with our daughter. Yeah, pulling in the Disney Princess study and say, for example, uh, Jasmine's a good example of this. We would tried a little bit of Middle Eastern food. We tried to make it at home. You know, we watched the movie. We fold in uh, a bunch of like 
you know, travel trips to various areas in the Middle East. Yeah, I, I got the uh, Usborne Illustrated yeah. um, Arabian Nights tale. So I got the yeah. book to go with it. So we read about that. We read about Middle Eastern culture, mm-hmm. we read about the original story of Aladdin and where that came from. And, and then, then at the end of the week, we watched the movie. We watched the movie. I, I, we made paper dolls of Jasmine. We did a bunch of things. And so I've done that with all the different Disney princesses and our daughter loves it. We just watched Mulan the other day and we had Chinese food and, it, and, and watched Mulan. And it was kind of this thing where the thing about dinner in a movie, which is so fun, is it it makes an event. It's not just movie night with popcorn. It turns like your whole week. It's like, oh, our whole week is Mulan week. Or our whole week is, is you know, based on whatever movie that we're going to watch. Or if, I mean, if you don't want to make a whole weekly thing, you can just do it for the one day. It doesn't sure. even have to be, you yeah, know, because whatever, we, whatever yeah. makes you and your kids excited about it, just make it, make it an event, not just... Not just normal family you know, movie night. We used to love going to the movie theater. I think it was something yeah, that we yeah. all, we loved doing that. Um, it was a big thing for us. Even just, you know, I would get my one night a week off um, where I'd be able to, you let me go out and, you know, just kind of decompress from watching the kids all week. And I would always go to a movie yeah. most of the time. And you now I can't do that. Now I can't even get a night off. Like, where am I going to go? Go sit at my Chinese restaurant in my car as I eat my Chinese food. Yeah. You know, it's, I, it's I can't do not... anything. Yeah. So we, we've done a little bit but of now, this ourselves. Yeah, but now, yeah, now we can do this at home and bring mm-hmm. that kind of thing and then make it a more grand experience that we can all do together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It definitely enlivens the whole experience. So we highly recommend dinner in a movie, TBS style. TBS, now made homeschool style. But also something that you've been doing with the, the, the little one is pairing books with movies yeah that's been super fun right now we're reading roll doll yeah so we're we're reading james and the giant peach and then we're going to watch the movie and so we do i do try to find books that have movie accompaniments so we'll do so we're reading that right now and then when we get closer to watching the movie because we're reading just one chapter at a time each night we're going to be learning about peaches and how those are grown Mm. and we'll be learning about the different animals the caterpillar and the spider and things so yeah just try to Try to take something and and turn it into more than it than it originally was, right? And yeah. it's it's fun because then it becomes something that at least for our daughter she looks forward to it all week. We actually put it on the calendar on the we have a whiteboard calendar and we write, oh, you know it's, you know, it's going to be James and the Giant Peach night soon, and she's going to be super excited about that. We might even make a themed dessert or, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be complicated. Like like we said last week, we just got takeout and watched Mulan. It wasn't like you don't have to be an excellent no, no, chef. But- it wasn't just takeout. It was Safeway takeout. Oh my gosh, because we just don't... We Yeah, we live in Western Washington where there's no good Americanized Chinese food. <laughs> so, I mean, there's real Chinese food in Seattle, but we don't have any of that here. No, so. yeah, none of that around here. So yeah, it was it was pretty crummy. Pretty crummy American Chinese food. <laughs> so so taking the kind of the dinner and a movie idea, you know, kind of replacing that theater experience that we all we always love, you know, what about it, the home experience? You know, having an experience from home. And the various places you can go via the information superhighway. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, I knew that there were quite a few online offerings for museum tours and just mm-hmm. different things. And I had heard about that. But until I researched for the show, I wasn't fully aware of the extent of them. So definitely check out the links in the show notes. There are some amazing things online. NASA has a, a full list of... Um, videos, hands-on experiments by age. Uh, we linked to that, a bunch of STEM resources. There's a full 3D tour inside the Louvre and the various exhibits and galleries in the Louvre, which yeah, is Yeah, and these, and these 3D amazing. tours may require you to hook your computer 
up to your television. So, I mean, we recommend doing yeah. it that way. Or, you know, if, if they can play on your phone, do it that way. We have a little adapter that yeah. hooks to HDMI from our iPhone. So we hook up our iPhone to the, in this adapter, hooks up to HDMI. You know, if you can put it on the big screen, that just makes it that much more exciting other than, you know, just having your child sit at a computer screen. Yeah. So if you can hook up an iPad or a phone, yeah, they have a full 3D tour of the Louvre, the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History, the mm-hmm. entire museum you can do a virtual tour of with the dinosaur bones, all the great it's stuff. amazing, yeah. And they have one of the Vatican and the Met in New York. Yeah, oh yeah, they have the Vatican, which, you know, even though we're a secular podcast, uh, just the art of the Vatican is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, so beautiful. Um, and they have a whole host on Google Arts and Culture. So it includes yeah, actually, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. If you haven't had a chance, go check out, just, you know, go Google Arts and Culture. It's yeah, a, and it's, it's down in the show notes. Yeah, it's down it. in the show notes. It's a phenomenal resource of just looking at art, they have a lot of art resources, a lot of cultural resources. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think there's interviews and podcasts, and it, they have a ton of information it's great. centered around art, just a general, the art experience. So if you are trying to cover some type of, you know, impressionist paintings or, you know, 18th century, uh, you know, American painters, you know, they have that there and it's a, they have amazing resources. You should really check it out. The Google Art and Culture resource is amazing. Right. It, it definitely is. They even have, you know, do you want to take a tour of the Colosseum or the Great Pyramids? Oh, because yeah. they have all of that. So, And then you can also visit really some places great. like Natural Wonders, for example, like Yosemite or the Great Wall of China. Yeah, Yellowstone. We we have links to all of these in the show notes. There are amazing. The I got like uh, sidetracked for a while on the the Yosemite virtual tour because yeah. it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So even if you can't get out, you can still have an experience, and you can learn around that experience. You could, you know, read a book about that place, look at it on the map, but you can go and like have a have a tour look around at the different art. What's kind of fun about yeah. some of these 3D tours is you can actually click on the works of art in the museums and it'll tell you information about the paintings and stuff, exactly, which, is, yeah. which is terrific. It, I mean, it can open up doors. So, you know, if you can't get out to go somewhere, you can go somewhere digitally. And, and just as an aside, another one that I like doing is on YouTube, they have these beautiful drone flyovers. Oh yeah, those are gorgeous. Um, so if you have a location that you're interested in or if you are doing an around the world study, there you have these drone flyover videos based on the location. And just, you know, you put the location in, say Hawaii, 8K video flyover. And you'll is just, 8K a thing? Yeah, it's 8K is a thing. I thought 4K was a thing. Well, no, not, now it's not, they've doubled it. It's, what? Yeah, no, and I think there's We're actually... We're still living in DVD age. Yeah, I mean, no, we have Blu-rays now, but... It's it's amazing, yeah. And they 4K, actually have, 8K, can, can TVs actually show 8K? I believe it also refers to, like, how large the image is. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of my technical no, depth here. 8, 8K, not, maybe a computer thing? Anyway, search 8K. Or I don't think they have 16K. You're geeking on me here, Boozer. I know. Um, so I end up I end up like playing these videos and these beautiful kind of ambient music playing yeah, over great the... great soundtracks. Unbelievable. So if you need to relax or you have a little bit of... We'll talk a little bit here in a few minutes about quiet time. If you just need a little bit of moments, I love playing these videos, mm-hmm. pairing them with, you know, whatever location we're, we're talking about, whether it's, you know, a desert or like through Scandinavia or through Ireland or through you know Hawaii or any I saw one of uh, Washington D.C. the Washington, other day where D. they were flying yeah. over all the different monuments and I, I actually had a big one that I when we were doing a little bit of the Paris we were doing like a Paris study I think mm. we um we were reading Eloise and um no no, no Madeline Madeline we were reading Madeline and we wanted to you know the the older one wanted to look at the Eiffel Tower so I I pulled up this unbelievably beautiful drone. Mm 
flyover around the Eiffel Tower. It was just amazing. And it you know, took like eight minutes and we just watched it for eight minutes and it had some sound playing over the top of it. It's just a great way to kind of do a virtual tour. And maybe we can talk a little bit about this in maybe a podcast coming forward, but there are VR headsets where you can insert your phone yeah, there into are some the headset. Simple ones. I think Google Cardboard is probably yeah, the cheapest one. Google Cardboard would probably be the cheapest one, but if you some of these YouTube videos are 3D videos. Yeah. So as you as you pan your phone around, you actually pan around the video. And it's a great way to kind of get that immersive experience. Maybe we'll do a little podcast on it coming up. Yeah, maybe we'll look into that. Yeah, part of our tech, one thing I would say part is, of our tech series. Yeah, part of our tech series. We'll uh, we've linked in a couple of these tours that you can do. But anything that's outside, anything you're you're really interested in touring, just go ahead and, and Google that because you'll find there's some amazing resources for tours right now uh, and flyovers and things. So we'll link a few of of the ones that we found, but don't let that limit you. There's plenty out there. Ariel, I love my kids, but sometimes... <laughs> the way that you said that made me... <laughs> there's the dramatic Sorry. pause. I get that William Shatner dramatic pause. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, I, everybody needs a break, right? You're yes. on 24-7. And part of the difficulty with with all of this is that we're like all kind of... Even if you're not actually quarantined, we feel like we're all quarantined together and you just I'm, I'm stuck in the pr- I'm stuck in the prison with the and the guards are the children. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm in a I'm in a never-ending Milgram no. experiment. <laughs> no, it's uh you know the thing is it's just it's it's all day um and it's very constant. There used yeah. to be things to break it up. It, even on our street the kids love to play together on our street and they can't do that. And so now there's this feeling for a lot of parents I know, and we're included, where you're on all day, and they're expecting you to entertain them all day. Yeah, we've to, been wondering you know, about do homeschool all day. Yeah, like some <laughs> behavioral, you know, regressions that you may see due to the isolation and not having that interaction. Right. You know, so we've hard. Seen, we've seen a little bit of of that, and we've had to deal with a little bit of the, you know, not in, interacting with other kids. Um, you know, we just. You know, we we had to potentially get a babysitter the mm-hmm. other day, and that one of the older kids on the street came over to take, you know, a minute or two to get, you know, acclimated with the younger one. Right, we were just and the younger seeing one was if we if we could even s- do that, staring at her like like they were like yeah like statues. I mean, she's like, like, what like is she's sixteen thing? months old, and for eight months she hasn't seen anybody outside our family. For for the majority of her life, she has not been outside. Yeah, and much. even and, the idea of having somebody watch her was like. Totally yeah. foreign. Um, so it's it's really tough, uh, and we, we know it's tough. You're on all the time. What we wanted to just recommend is something that we've started to do, which is to put together activities, craft boxes. We've been putting together busy boxes for our littlest. Put together something that you can use to have your your kids be independent just for a half hour, just just for a little bit, because mommy or daddy just needs a break. <laughs> and it's, so set yourself up for success by finding those things that you think will really engage your kids and that they can do by themselves, even if it's just for a little bit, because we all only have so much in us to give every day. And sometimes we we reach our limits faster than, than other days. And so give yourself something that you can pull on before you, you get upset. And, and I've, I've totally been there where I'm just like, I just, I just need a minute, you know, and the kids are all over me. It's great to reach for the box before I, I get upset myself. Yeah. Just being able to entertain them for a few minutes and being able to walk away, step outside, throw the ball for the dog. You know, when you have the two kids kind of coming together, 
it's kind of my, I think it's my side of the genes where the, the noise kind of amplifies with oh, yeah, the two. Totally yeah, it's my side of the house. Um, <laughs> not you, but not the women me directly. In your family. It's, it's it's up the genetic chain <laughs> where there's the, the volume problem. But it, like when when they come together, it actually it feels like the, it the noise amplifies. And not having that silence in your life, having that kind of quiet time, I think is a is a void that needs to be filled. Or you need to create the void in that silence time. You know, I, I was lucky enough right as COVID came, you I got to get away for a dadcation. Right. Like the weekend before we all quarantined together. Three, three, we yeah. sent you away for the weekend. I think it was like the week they, they put us into shutdown in quarantine, but I already yeah. had the thing booked and I'm not going with anyone, so I'm essentially yeah, isolated. Like a VRBO. And I don't think I spoke a word. For like 48 hours. I, I think I had one of those, you know, Jared Leto silent retreats where I come back and I'm like, oh my God, there's a pandemic happening. I didn't know about it, right? I I, I really believe in the in the little bit of silence, the quiet time. Yeah. You know, just the other day, I think I was really tired and I was on the couch. I was reading, you know, a riveting, non-depressing Russian novel. They're all depression. They're all spoiler depressed. alert. Yeah, I know. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, and I had my headphones in, but I wasn't letting anything play. And it just brought all the the noise down, mm-hmm. and I just passed out. I don't normally yeah, pass well, out. Yeah, I was watching the kids this weekend. Yeah, it was amazing. But I, I really, I'm a big proponent for silence and having that quiet, having that quiet time is is so necessary. Like I really like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah our our uh, both of our girls were napping. Our, our younger in the morning, and then both of them were napping in the afternoon. Our older has basically stopped her afternoon nap but what we would encourage for you folks that that don't have uh, nappers anymore and what we've done with our daughter is we still institute an hour of quiet time in the afternoon yeah she needs to be quiet this is partially because the baby is sleeping and so we really need that quiet for her but it's also i think it's really healthy for her to have that downtime mm-hmm. where she sits in her room She'll read, she'll color. If she's tired, she will end up laying down and maybe yep. taking a nap for like a few minutes. Like this week, it's been about, last week, it's been about 50-50. She actually takes a nap. Right. Yeah. So we, we let her know our expectation is that you're in your room and these are the things that you're allowed to do. And and she's pretty happy piling her with a, a, a big stack of books and she's she's a happy camper. Um, and also, you know, develop, developing that skill of learning to entertain yourself. Even, mm-hmm. you know, we're not a, you know, I'm not, you know, Daniel Day Lewis. I'm. I've abandoned my child. <laughs> no, no, I send. You, I send you that video. Not. I send you that all the time. Um, you know, you're not abandoning the kid. It is a skill to learn to entertain yourself, and not that we want them to do that for ten hours a day, but to be able to do that for forty, fifty minutes, an hour a day is is a good skill to learn, and also allows them to do a deep dive without having that pressure of the parent around. Yeah, that they are free to, you know, make good decisions make bad decisions <laughs> such as putting stickers on on their blinds, you know, things like that. <laughs> that but you know, being able to have that moment where they're free within their own space to do whatever they want, to imagine whatever they want, to read and to color and mm-hmm. not feel like they have to perform or have pressure to to, yeah. you know, please me or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. That's a good skill I think to learn. Yeah, it's a good skill, you know, for for those of you who have a child that's old enough that Mm -hmm. you can institute some sort of quiet time, we highly recommend it for your sanity, for theirs. It's it's good for all of us to have some down each day. Um, So, yeah, we we highly recommend that if if you've got one of those kiddos that's, um, you know, stopped the nap and is still very young, this might not work for you. But um, if your children are old enough, we highly recommend 
every day there being an hour, maybe an hour and a half of quiet time. We usually get about an hour and a half in and it's valuable for all of us. Yeah. Getting that time, that downtime. So what about me time? Ariel, I would love (laughs) nothing more than to go to an expensive restaurant that we can't afford (laughs) and eat duck and candles and a glass of wine, but we can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if we could, it just it's lost. Go to the bistro. In yes. I mean, we we try to get takeout and, and go out sometimes, but it's but Thai food is only so romantic. Yeah, it's true. We don't have a ton of great restaurants. Um, but <laughs> what did you get? Problem, I got I got I got curry again. <laughs> the biggest problem is we have young children, right? Yeah. So it's difficult for us to get out unless we have a babysitter, and, and yeah, that's our, difficult. Our, fr- our friends always make right fun now. of us that couple of them who don't have any kids are like man you guys eat fast i'm like i have been trained for the last five years <laughs> yeah, that yeah, i have really about fast. 12 and a half minutes to eat my meal <laughs> and then we're out of here that's right <laughs> we gotta get moving <laughs> what we what we've tried to do because and we've done we did this even before covid honestly just because yeah. we have young children uh we try to do some date nights in and it's uh it's not complicated at all. We basically just feed the children at the normal time that they would eat and put them down a little bit on the early-ish side, not crazy early. It's a good um, excuse to have that box of mac and cheese and the chicken nuggets <laughs> in the yeah. freezer. It's a simple meal to go to, get <laughs> so, them fed, something easy. get them into bed. <laughs> yeah, get them into bed. Usually like you'll put them in bed while I'm making yeah. us something a little bit nicer. Usually I try to pick something that the kids don't necessarily like or won't appreciate like we'll make steaks or something that they just, yeah. it wouldn't be for them. And we sit down together and we just talk. We just, we play cards. Sometimes when we're done with dinner, yeah. we'll do a puzzle. It's it's not glamorous by any means, but what I would say is make time for make time for your spouse at least once a week just just to have a conversation yeah, because I, mean, I know a lot of times we'll be sitting around and we'll be trying to talk about something oh, and yeah. then i'll be like mommy mommy daddy yeah, oh, yeah. daddy and then the little it's one comes over time. starts shaking the empty snack container in your face <laughs> you know or you know or she climbs up on the chair scoots it and starts playing with the ice maker yeah, you know yeah. it, it always there's always an interruption coming mm-hmm. and you know, since we're all packed in together, we're all sitting around each other. It's very hard to get, you know, not only just as we talked about a little bit of quiet time for yourself, but quiet time with your spouse. And I think that's a really important thing in having us kind of reconnect because, you know, we wake up, boom, the kids are there. We're, you know, yeah, we're on, we're on the clock. Ariel punches her clock. She's on, she goes into work. She's punching her clock. I'm watching the kids and there's always something going on. And it, you know, sometimes we talk about it, you know, there, a whole day will go by and it doesn't even feel like I had any meaningful conversation other than, oh yeah, go get the kid or I'll make lunch or, you know, I'll do yeah, this Yeah, I mean, thing. You're, you're teaching, but as far as meaningful conversation between yeah. ourselves, we were joking before we started recording, we have this, we have this 30 second rule where if things are crazy, one of us will just yeah. say 30 seconds and we come together and we just, we hug, <laughs> we just... We take our 30 seconds and then the children realize that we're hugging. And so then they will pile on. But that first 30 seconds, that's all ours. And yeah. it's just like yeah. it's that small moment of connection amid what is sometimes chaos. So look for those small moments. Try to, you know, pull out a puzzle. Do something something that's not, you know, we, we do watch shows not, together sometimes. But something put the phones just away. Talk. Yeah, put the phones away. Turn the TV off. Yeah, play just cards, a, do something. Pour a glass of wine, play some cards, or do a puzzle together and just talk about something. Yeah, you know, I as much as it is important for us to help our kids through this pandemic, 
you know, by creating, you know, fun activities and not letting them lose connection with the world around them. It's important for yourself to have a little bit of free time to do what you want to do, whether that's taking a bath, that's Mm -hmm. something you like to do, me reading depressing Russian novels, (laughs) Um, but also, you know, separate, but also then together. And why I think that's important is that if you're not having a good mental health day or a good mental health month, it's going to affect how you act around your family and your kids. And it's going to... Mm-hmm. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself. And it's not selfish to say, hey, mommy or daddy needs a little bit of time mm-hmm. or mommy and daddy together need a little bit of time. It is super. It is going to lead to a better experience for your kids because you'll feel like, okay, my cup is full here. And then right. I can then go ahead and give my all to my kids the next day. There's some mm-hmm. days where you're feeling down or you're dragging. You may think, okay... Maybe I just need a little recharge. Maybe mom needs to sleep in one night, one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need that little bit of recharge and then boom, you're back on your A game. You're back to 100% yeah. and your kids will benefit from that. So, you know, I think the whole, the whole goal of this podcast is to really just sit here and say, we're in a really tough time. You know, we can either let it bring us down or we can take the stoic mentality and, and, and power through it and be strong fix the things that we need to fix, understanding the things that we can't control that are outside of yeah. our control yeah. and fix the things that we can control. And these are the things we can do. We can improve the lives of our children. We can improve our own life and then we can pr- improve the relationship that we have, mm-hmm. you know, with our spouse, our partner, whatever, you know, these are the important relationships. The things that are closest to us are the most important things that we have in our lives. And to get through this type of pandemic, enriching those things will lead, I think, to a more fruitful experience and a more fruitful time period. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that I think the one thing is is amongst all of this, it's hard for everyone, even when we don't show it. And and we, we say that to our kids, you know, uh, mom this is hard for mommy too, right? We're you know, yeah. this is hard for daddy. We're we are having a, a difficult time with this. One thing is is to be we try and I'm not always I'm not always capable of it, but we try to be extra patient, especially with each other, mm-hmm. and we try to look out for one another. That self care part is really important. So that quiet time for you to read or to write, yeah. um, for for me to to read or or paint or watch a movie with a big bowl of ice cream, you know, those are the <laughs> things that are important that that help us feel feel calm and and. Uh, and nourish, nourish the things that are important to us, but we have to look out for each other too, yeah. right? So we try at least twice a week to do something for ourselves. And I'm looking out for you and you're looking out for me yeah, right. that, uh, hey, gosh, you've been running around all day. I'm going to take the kids. You go read, go take a little time. Do you want to do some writing? Go write or go watch a movie that's something you want to watch, right? Um, and, and we're looking looking out for each other in that way too because it can really feel like a rat race every day. Yeah, like like this weekend was a good example, right? You came out and you were like, we got to get out of this house, even yeah. if we're just going to drive around. And I said, hey, let's have a normal day. Semi-normal. As, <laughs> as, <laughs> as normal as it can be. We, we went out and had lunch. Yep. We got there early, so nobody so was else was nobody there. there. It was nice. We we were able to eat like a family and we kind of laughed that might have been one of the first times our 16 month old was outside eating at a restaurant like yeah. only a handful of times. It's, it's shocking how much she's missed. And so it was important for her to kind of get that experience. And then we went to the store, we went to 
Target and then we went to Hagen and yeah. we went home and we felt recharged. Like, oh my gosh. It, it was, was so small. Just going such to a the small store, little piece of normalcy. Uh, just, yeah. Even though, you know, you're masked and it's still different. Yeah. It's still our, our child was still excited to see all the Halloween stuff at the store. And yeah. there were still some exciting things. But yeah, we had to, you have to look for moments to, to, to nourish yourself and moments when something's not working and then we creatively work together to brainstorm what we can do uh, when we we had this terrible smoke with wildfires um about a month ago and i was going absolutely crazy in the house and i felt like i couldn't breathe and i just it was just terrible and and you were really great during that time just trying to keep you know well okay we we can't control that right the yeah. sky everywhere the air is filled with smoke what what can we do inside? Can we run the fans? We can we can turn the air conditioning on. We can make it nice and cool so that it it feels crisp in the house. And it, it you know you were you were really looking out for me then. And so recognizing when you're having a problem and then mm-hmm. trying to to help your partner um, to through that problem that's that's just terrific. So you know take everyone just take care of yourselves. These are just our ideas. We would love to hear about your. Um, your tips and tricks and yeah, go COVID pop. coping. Yeah, uh, hop mechanisms. over to the face the Facebook group and and we'll make a little thread and we'll see what other people are doing as well. Maybe yeah. you can get some ideas for your own home. We always like to end the show on what we're into this week. Um, obviously, the mo- the coolest thing in the world is to build your own place. You know, we were lucky and did that to our house. Yeah. Um, our daughter this week has been building about five hundred homes using pillows. <laughs> right, pillow forts. Pillow forts has been the thing this it's week. It's the thing. <laughs> she, she. I love how that like doesn't go out of style. Kids were probably building pillow forts in like the eighteen hundreds, right? Like, I mean, pillow forts is just it's a it's a thing. I mean, I I know I'm listening. I, I'm listening to the Tides of History. It's a great podcast if you haven't a chance. Um, he's talking about prehistory men. Uh, in europe and stuff and i think they were building pillow forts back then i mean pillow forts is just uh, it's a timeless activity timeless activity i don't even think she understands when we say the word fort i'm not really sure if she even gets that no she doesn't she just like it's like a pillow house well she builds pillow houses so she's been building pillow houses and this is something that this is one of those deep play activities that i love to see because it's stem it's imaginative it's fantasy world it's creative and also it's something that her sister's really into right now too as well so the two of them together it's something fun for them to play now it goes pear-shaped very fast especially when the little one starts playing godzilla and starts tearing everything down (laughs) we do have to separate and cool the tempers here and there um but it's been just really nice for her to you know take a couple kitchen table chairs put a giant blanket over the top bunch of take all the pillows not just some of the pillows all the pillows <laughs> yeah every couch in the house is pillowless <laughs> every couch is naked every day um but having that kind of imaginative space and who knows if this is some like coping mechanism or something like that or just a normal child no, thing just, she, yeah she, she wants to build her own space and she, and yeah. really enjoying that and she's been building more elaborate forts and she's mm-hmm. having trouble with the balancing of the pillow it always falls over or the pillows are, she's not making them and, and, and angling them. So it's, it's a good moment for me to teach her a little bit about the physics of handling, you know, weight and angles and stuff. So you can get a little bit of stem in there so you can show her how to buttress things so that they don't fall down. And she goes, oh, okay, that's great. That's how I can do it. Now I'm starting to see her think about how she's constructing things. So mm-hmm. it's a great way for her to, her imagination and her creativity to kind of run wild. And naturally she'll bring her 
her bait and was it her sleeping bag down and then all she wants to do is sleep inside of her house she doesn't actually want to play she just wants to sleep in her pillow fort it's great you know we've encouraged her sometimes like oh maybe it's a store now or you know maybe it's a cave or (laughs) so i mean some of the some of the most classic things can be the most fun i think is what that says the cheapest the cheapest toy on the planet is to build a yeah, pillow for absolutely. Yeah. Get some blankets, get some pillows, uh, make something, make something huga, right? Very cozy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I moved, caught her reading inside her little yeah. pillow forts. And so it's a, it's a fun thing, especially as we're getting into indoor activities. It's, it's kinetic. It keeps them moving. Yeah. Um, she's constantly having to rearrange it. So yes. <laughs> it's very valuable. Yeah. And it's a great way for her to inter- interact with her sister for, you know, most of the time they, They've been playing a little bit with the little people, but this has been the, one of the first things where I've seen them really beginning to play together. And also mm-hmm. the little one is able to watch the bigger one and how to learn how to play. And so that's been a good thing for me to watch and, and enjoy. And, you know, it goes right in with a little bit of me time. I tell you what, when you got two little kids playing pillow forts, I can go on the opposite side of the room and read my book and put my headphones on or listen to a podcast or something. Yeah, like we that. put audiobooks on for them before too, stories while they're, while she's doing the pillow forts and... Yep. They're endlessly entertained with a pile of pillows and blankets and a couple of chairs. So. Yeah. So uh, this week, grab all the pillows, <laughs> tell your kid to make a pillow fort, and why don't you go have a little dry martini in the back corner? <laughs> no, no, we're not recommending that. <laughs> no, we're not recommending drinking too much. <laughs> we're not recommending any drinking. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to have a beer, make sure it's at least afternoon. <laughs> not afternoon, but afternoon. No, don't no. take Matthew's advice. <laughs> We're not recommending that. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!